Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment, visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You will find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. So now we're going to dive into today's episode. And this is one of those topics that we've never actually covered on Business Creators Radio. We've been live for six and a half years and I thought we had done this one, but I couldn't find evidence of us having done it. Maybe we've done something similar. Maybe we had something with a similar topic, but I can tell you that today you're going to hear something that you've never heard on Business Creators Radio Show in quite the same way that it's going to be revealed to you today. It's beyond the topic about how to start and run your own mastermind. Very exciting stuff. And we have somebody here with us today who's going to give you an incredibly unique perspective on this topic. Many of us say, especially when it comes to the new year or we're halfway through the year, uh, any of those landmark milestones that get people looking at where they're really going with their business and life and how things are happening with their cash flow and their customer acquisition and their lifetime value of customer, they think, you know, maybe it's time for me to start my mastermind. That's what we're going to talk about today. So to share with you, we have a gentleman that I've wanted to have on this show for a long time, and I'm so happy we're finally able to get him. And you're going to see why in just a second when you've experienced his high energy, enthusiasm, and passion for this topic. His name is Aaron Walker. He has founded more than a dozen companies over the past 41 years. He attributes much of his success to having surrounded himself with his mastermind counterparts. Aaron spent a decade meeting weekly with Dave Ramsey, Dan Miller, Ken Abraham, and five other amazing entrepreneurs. Aaron Walker is the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind that now hosts 15 groups with national and international members. He's the author of a great book called View from the Top, which is a much read to fully understand how to live a life of success and significance. Alan is also the founder of the Mastermind Playbook, which is an incredible resource for starting, running, and scaling masterminds. He lives in Nashville, Tennessee with his wife, Robin, of 40 years, and he has two incredible daughters and five beautiful grandchildren. Aaron Walker, come on in. The weather's fine. Hey, Adam. How's it going, buddy? I told our audience you're a high-energy guy, and I know <laughs> a little cat in the green room. I was kind of worried that we uh, were going to be a little bit late going live here because we're getting so into it. So I'm really looking forward to this. Well, I'm fired up to be on your show today, man. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to talk about my favorite topic on the planet, and that's how you can start, grow, and scale your own mastermind group that I've been Absolutely. doing now for over two decades. Absolutely. So before we do that, we have some listeners who have opened a separate browser tab. They're leaning in. They're binging the Yahoo out of the Googles, trying to discover more about this Aaron Walker and this view from the top and iron sharpens iron and all these other things. So here's what we want you to do. I read off your bio, so we have an idea of your credentialization and some of the cool people you hang out with, which is awesome. Now, what we'd like to do is sort of take a step back and have you tell us a bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today 
serving from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and being of benefit to your community, market, and audience. Well, thanks, Adam. I'm going to take you back just for context's sake. Uh, back 40 years ago, I started right. my first pawn shop when I was 18 years old. And I'd worked for another pawn shop from the time I was 13 till I was 18. And I was broker and a convict. I didn't have any money. So I had to go and enlist a couple of partners and God just blessed it. I can't even begin to tell you how he blessed it. I got married a year after we started it and we poured all the revenue back into that. And I continued to build pawn shops. And then I sold out when I was 27 years old to a fortune 500 and I retired. And I thought, man, this is amazing. I go from broke to retired by the age of 27. Life couldn't get any better till about 90 days later, I was getting in the bed in the middle of the day. I was bored out of my mind. My wife come and she said, listen, you've gained 50 pounds. Uh, you're bored out of your mind. You've got to start another business, go back in business, do something. So I went back, bought the pawn shop I started with when I was 13 years old, and we grew it four times the size it was over the next 10 years. Life was good. Two daughters by this time, I was 40 years old. And that's when my life took an interesting twist, Adam. I was headed to the office. It was about 7.30 in the morning, and a pedestrian was crossing the street in front of me to catch a local bus didn't look my way. And unfortunately I ran over and killed a pedestrian and my life come to a screeching halt that day. That was August 1st, 2001. Now about 18, 19 years ago. Well, I took five years off. I didn't do anything. I saw counselors and traveled and we built a new house and kind of got my legs back under me. And I went to my mastermind group and, uh, they encouraged me and walked me through this and helped me and took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do. We bought a construction company and then uh, about eight years later, I retired for the third time. And then I was in my mastermind group and you've already mentioned Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller and Ken Abraham and Jeff Mosley. Some of those names may or may not mean anything to you. And they said, what are you going to do now? And I said, nothing. I said, I'm going to go down to the Caribbean and I'm going to rock myself to an oblivion and drink iced tea until I can any longer. And they said, uh, you're too young to retire and you need to coach. And I said, I'm not coaching anybody. And they said, no, you've owned over a dozen businesses. You've been very successful. And you and Robin have been married over 30 years at that time, soon to be 40 years uh, next June, I'm happy to say. And they said, you need to coach. And so I started coaching, fell in love with it, started doing some podcast interviews, and our business just literally blew up. Couldn't scale one-on-one -on -one coaching, so I started a mastermind group. We called it Iron Sharpens Iron. Yep. Uh, and so today, we have 15 mastermind groups. We're in eight different countries. We've just launched a division for women. All those are for men. We've launched another division for emerging men from 20 to 25. And uh, life is good right now. So my COO walked in my office one day and happens to be my daughter. And she said, hey, these people are paying you insane amounts of money to teach them to scale masterminds like we've done. Why don't we create the mastermind playbook? And that's exactly what we did. Took our team about a year. So now I'm teaching other people how to start, grow, and scale masterminds so you too can be very successful. I like it a lot. And I really think that what jumped out for me personally is how we saw that there was a place in your life where 
you were a little disconnected from the intersection of your brilliance and passion. And that's when your wife lets you know that it was maybe time to start a new business. And I have found that some of the best businesses get created when somebody gets bored. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Well, I'm a creator developer. I'm not a maintainer manager. And so I needed something to create. And see, this, and this is another point I want to bring up, and this is where I think masterminds have a particular power, and we may or may not get to this in the time we have, but I, so I want to mention it now, is, you know, you are, as you said, you're an innovator, you're a creator type, and you're not so much a maintainer. And also in this world, we have a lot of maintainers who aren't necessarily your most creatives. I have found that while this is not a hard and fast role, the two things, that, or the two different types tend to be not exactly mutually exclusive, but there's a pretty strong strength one way or the other. And I have found that uh, for some people, it depends on what place they're in. I know when it comes to my own businesses, I'm the creator inspirer, and I'm glad I have somebody on my side who's a great maintainer to keep me in line. Um, I have clients who are extremely creatives, and just because I'm in the place where I can. I am skilled at creating the counter energy to whatever energy I'm seeing to create a, a whole that's greater than the two put together. Uh, when I have a creative client, I'll be the one that can keep them in line, where I can where I can call them out on some of their um, ideas that are just plain silly and irrational, or I can take some of their brilliant ideas and break them down into things that are very simple to implement and simple to maintain. I'm a big believer, and I've covered this in my own book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, that you can have greater success in your business when you use principles of minimalism and apply them. And you ask that question over and over again, every day, what would happen if we didn't do this at all? Look at that when you do your tasks. Look at that when you see a policy that needs to be enforced. Look at that when you're following a process. Ask, just ask yourself, what would happen if we didn't do this at all? And surprise yourself at how this in itself releases a mastermind principle of making you go back and look at the reasons why you're doing what you're doing, because it often reveals opportunities you haven't seen up until now. Mm, no question about it. Yeah. So let's get into this mastermind stuff. And there's so many things I can ask you. In fact, I know you gave me over a dozen suggested questions and there's no way we're going to get to all of them. So we're actually going to end up combining some of these topics. So uh, here's something that I think this would be a great way to help define our terms and define our scope here is how does somebody know that it would be a smart move for them at that time, you know, whether they're a business creator, an entrepreneur, what have you, how do they know that now is a good time to start a mastermind? And as a part two of that question, when is it not a good time to start a mastermind? Because I don't yeah. think it's for everybody. No, it's not for everybody. Matter of fact, the people that we've seen that's for is entrepreneurs, many consultants and thought leaders out there today. There's a lot of business owners that you could create these uh, industry specific for. Uh, Overachievers, you know, there's experts in some industries. Podcast hosts, it's a great source of income for podcast hosts. A lot of coaches out there, uh, influencers, industry leaders. I mean, there's so many different people that could. And you have to decide first and foremost, why do you want to do this? Why would you even want to start? The biggest misconception is, is that 
people that start masterminds don't start because they think they have to have the answers to everyone's question, which is nothing further from the truth. Really what you need is a platform. You need the framework by which you can establish a mastermind. You need to be the host. It'd be just like if you had a party, Adam, at your house this afternoon and guest came and a guest would ask a question and you ran up and answered the question. The next guest asked a question, you ran up and answered the question. Well, pretty soon we don't need anybody else there, but you, right? Is because you're answering all the questions. What they needed was a home to meet in and you've provided your home. That's the framework. It's a place that you're the host. You're the facilitator. You are just keeping things headed down the right path. The value comes from everybody else that is your guest there answering the questions, giving their perspective, giving their ideas, giving, see, many times we only have our limited filters. We only have one life experience, but whereas I may have been involved in something that would be helpful to you, but you'd never lived that yet. That's the vastness, the truest sense of a mastermind is when you have the input from the trusted advisors that are non-biased, that are in the room or the framework, if you will, that can give people what they need. And as I said earlier, the perspective is the most coveted thing in a mastermind group. We had a guy recently, I'll tell you a story, that owned a business. He was going to sell he was getting $8 million for his company. And he came to us and he said, I want to have a conversation with my partner before the transaction occurs. And we said, what is the benefit of having the conversation prior to the closure of your business? And he said, well, I just want to get it off my chest. And I said, soon as the new buyers find out that there's a disgruntledness between you and your partner, it's going to queer the whole deal. You're not even going to sell your business once they receive that information. He said, I I never even thought about that. It never even occurred to me that someone buying my business would have that perspective. So that's what I'm saying. That's the value of being in these groups is that you have a freedom to share the ideas, the things that you're dealing with. You can be vulnerable and transparent and authentic and get the other feedback from the other members. Yeah, and I think when we talk about the word mastermind, uh, and I've said this many times before, and I, ha- and I have said this on episodes of Business Creators Radio, I believe that the word mastermind is one of the most bastardized terms in business speak that we have ever seen. I have been, I have been invited to join these things that were called masterminds that actually, well, I could tell on the surface, they were not masterminds. They were, they were coaching programs. Group coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen, I have seen um, cases where I've seen like sales letters for live events and they say, oh yeah, we're going to have masterminding here. Mm -hmm. So I ask what kind of masterminding can you do at a live event? I know my friend, Jim Palmer, who hosts the Dream Business Academy series, actually builds specific masterminding in the Napoleon Hill sense into his experience through things like profit seats by taking portions of the event and actually setting it aside specifically where people can stand up, ask questions about their business, and get the mastermind feedback from the group where others can raise their hands, contribute, share experiences, tell stories. But a lot of times I've been to events that promised a masterminding component and basically that consisted of well we're gonna feed you on day three and you'll have 10 minutes to go around the table and exchange business cards 
That's not masterminding. Yeah, it's networking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, one thing I just want to make sure we're absolutely clear is what we're talking about when we say masterminding. It is not yeah. a group coaching call where everybody listens to the coach and everything no. filters through the coach. It's not the opportunity to say, so Aaron, what do you do? That's networking. Masterminding yeah. is what you described a moment ago. And I just want to make sure that we're clear that if you want to do a group coaching program, do a group coaching program. If you want to do a networking group, do a networking group. Just don't call it a mastermind. (laughs) Exactly. But if you want to do a mastermind, do a mastermind. So let me give a little insight to what we do in the mastermind that I think will clarify this. That was going to be my next question. Great minds think alike. Iron sharpens sharpens iron. There you go. Proverbs. Yes, go ahead. Proverbs 27, 17 to be exactly. I'm aware Here's the thing, Adam. The the thing is, is that the first thing you've got to do is you've got to have like-minded people with similar core values. Because if you don't have the same core values, you can never reach a general consensus. And so we have to have people of like-mindedness, right? It doesn't matter if you make $10 million a year or $100,000 a year. The point is, is that we're all striving to excel and to do better personally, professionally, and spiritually. And so what we do is we put 10 people in a group. We meet in a video platform called Zoom. Yep. And we meet every single week at the same time. So we'll say our Monday 2 o'clock group meets. And then the week prior, though, we have an accountability tool. It's a digital tool. And we fill that tool out. There are 10 questions on that tool. And you have to answer all 10 of those questions. You rank yourself 1 to 10 in each of these, and it holds you to a level of accountability. Very specific questions, and the questions are always changing. So once every quarter, I change the questions because we want to cover all the fundamentals in our personal life. And so we answer that. Now, to take the accountability a bit higher, that digital tool is then uploaded onto their Facebook group. There's 10 people in a group. They have their own private Facebook group. So now everybody gets to see your answers to all 10 questions. And I could come to you and say, Adam, I noticed that on the second question each week, you're only gaining a five. That's one to 10. You're only gaining a five. What's holding you back? And then you share with me, it's my Achilles heel or my blind spot, or it's a weakness that I have. And I need you to help me with that. And so we talk through that. What can we do this week to get that to a six? What can we do in 30 days to get it to a seven? How can we gradually build you up? Well, a lot of groups meet different times. For us, it's weekly because a lot of life can happen in a 30-day period. And so (laughs) we have found that it's most beneficial for us to meet every week. The next 10-minute section is usually identified with a book. Like we're reading Tim Elmore's book right now, Generation Z, Unfiltered. And what this is about is the Generation Z, those born in 2001 to date. And it's the kids. It's a lot of our kids out there, our grandchildren in my case today. And Tim Elmore really helps us understand how that we can identify with these children and help them because he said that this generation of students that we have today, they've grown up in the 21st century. They're the most social kids on the planet. They're the most empowered, and they're also the most anxious youth population in human history. And we need to identify what's causing that so that we can understand how to better raise these children. So we'll focus 60 days 
and they have predetermined reading assignments, predetermined questions, and we'll get the conversation started there. After the book discussion, we'll go to what's called man in the middle. It's kind of the hot seat. And we'll say, okay, Adam, these are the three questions that you posed in the Facebook group that you said you wanted help with. You and your wife are struggling in this area and we need to find out why, or this is an area in your business that you want to scale. These are some solutions that we could help you with that. The whole focus is on you, that particular mastermind meeting. And then we end, of course, with, you know, announcements for the following week. We assign accountability partners. So every 30 days, you rotate. So this week, it's Aaron and Adam. We're the accountability partners. Next month, it's going to be Adam and Billy, et cetera. And then we'll, every five months, we'll rotate back to the next accountability partner. Twice a year, I bring everybody to Nashville, and we do live meetups. And that's included in your dues. So I pay for everything. We get you here. I put you up at the Marriott. Uh, we bring in guest speakers like Pete Vargas and Mike Michalowicz and Brian Moran and Dan Miller and, you know, folks like that. I've, I've brought in just dozens and dozens of people from all over the world and they do speaking. We do uh, breakout sessions to where we'll have like five different topics like this next one that we'll be hosting this year in the spring, which is in April. We're going to be talking about how to generate more revenue or have other passive revenue streams. And we'll focus on that theme for the month of March and April. The June and July will focus on a different theme. So we're constantly digging into your personal life. And Adam, there's nothing we won't ask. You've given us permission to ask you any questions. So there's no holes barred. I mean, everything that's anything in your life, we're dealing with it. And I want to tell you why we do that. When I was a young man in my 30s, 35 years old, my sole focus was on making money. And we had uh, quite a bit of it. And we had a very successful business. But I came home one day with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And I'm like, hey, I'm still going to end up a loser because we've got all this success. We got the big house. You know, we got the place on the beach, the fancy cars, the gated driveway. We got all the stuff, but I don't really know my family like I should know my family. And so you still end up a loser. If you make all this money and you don't know your family, you're altering them, you know, for the sake of making money. And I just don't think that that's a good, wise thing to do. So about 60% of what we cover is professional. About 30% of what we cover is personal. And about 10% of what we cover is spiritual. That way we cover every dynamic of your life. And that's a big that's a big step from a coaching program or a networking group. I can tell you that. So if we have not bifurcated those terms by now, the listener needs to subscribe to Business Creators Radio Show on their favorite network. Download this one and listen again. I just want to say that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Adam. But the thing is, is that isolation is the enemy to excellence. Yeah. And if you really want to take your life to the next level, you've got to surround yourself. You've got to subject yourself to the scrutiny of other members that know you. Authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability is the place to start. And we get that 
veil lifted down. We take the facade off and we get to the real Adam and we say, listen, Adam, you're a knucklehead just like I am. <laughs> and we're just trying to figure it out. Right. Yep. And so you may be strong in business, but you may be weak as a dad, or you may be weak as a husband. And we help you work through that. You may struggle with some addiction or maybe some substance abuse or pornography may be an issue for you. And we work right. through that and we say, that's going to ruin your marriage. That, that's going to ruin you as an individual. One of these days, your children are going to walk in and catch you with this. Now you got to explain this. And how are you going to do that? We want you to be in your entirety wholesome. We want you to be a great person as well as a great business person. And so we cover every dynamic, every aspect. It gives you a safe place. We get everyone to sign a non-disclosure. And so now you're safe that you can come in legally. You cannot share outside of that group. And so yeah. they tell us new innovative things that they're doing. They share new ideas. We give them resources. We give them tips and ideas. We do what's called a full cup. And every single week, Adam comes and says, hey, I learned this new tip, this trick, this hack, this book, this course, this new podcast, and you need to listen. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. I mean, you're like, yeah. I can't even take in this much information. See, what happens is, is that as you start doing well in your business, or maybe you're not doing so well, you don't have anybody to share with. You can't get any resources. You can't tell uh, anybody the successes that you've had because you've not built those relationships. When you do need constructive criticism about your blind spots or your Achilles heel, or even to pat you on your back for your superpowers, who do you do that with if you don't surround yourself with a group of people that genuinely care about you? And right. so that's another reason that these masterminds are so important. I'd just, I'd just like to point out two things very quickly. And then I know we have an important question we need to ask you. Uh, I have said many times, I say this on every episode, and I think this will be a great time to mention it. For those who are tuning into Business Creators Radio for the first time or who may be still trying to figure out what it's all about and may have questions like, why is your show an hour long? Which is a question we get a lot. Here's the reason why. I want the listener to this episode and every other episode to feel like they're sitting at a table and they're part of a three-person mastermind conversation where you have Adam and you have Aaron and you have the guest or the listener as the third person. And we're sharing ideas at a mastermind type level. You can't get there in 15 minutes in my estimation. You can't get there by simply doing strict robotic Q&A. Uh, you're just not going to fare well in that environment. It's really not, to me, the most valuable experiences. I like us to take a little bit of time to get to know each other a little bit and to have the opportunity to run ideas by each other. So sometimes our listeners will hear me refer back to my own work and link it back to what the guest is doing. A couple times I've even had, I've even run my own work past my guests and gotten their feedback on it. And I'm going to do that now, if that's okay. Sure. In my book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. I share a tactic I've been using for managing meetings, like work group meetings, team meetings, that has been very effective over the past 16 years. I've used it a bunch of times, and it has transformed several work groups. Here it is. Now, when you have those types of meetings where it's like the weekly status meeting or the work group meeting or the update meeting, what typically happens? Everybody goes around the table for the full hour and they drone and on and on and on and on about all this stuff that they've been doing. 
then they will ask questions they already know the answer to just so they can so people can hear their voice contributing. I'm familiar so far. I'd rather them stay silent if I'd that's the reason. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather cancel the effing meeting, can, candidly. I mean, if that's what it's going to be, and I don't even want to be there. So here's what we drive our clients to do, and we have had an incredible success rate with this. No sooner than 48 hours before the meeting. Well, actually, let me back up one step. First thing you want to do is you want to identify who the participants are in your meeting, and you want to make sure that everybody who's there is identified as either somebody who participates or perhaps doesn't participate. And for simplicity, I've broken this into four. I've broken your meeting attendees into four groups. The first are your are your meeting runners and your facilitators. That's the people who run the meeting, set the agenda. The second are your participants. So in the case of a work group meeting, they're the ones who speak for each department or each project that's going on. Then you have another group of people who are called the seconds. And basically what they do is they second a participant. So say for example, I was on the committee and I represent the, uh, the podcast department. Uh, and, I have, and I have my associate from that department, his name's Aaron Walker, and he comes with me to the meetings. Aaron probably doesn't say much at the meetings. However, he's there and he's recognized as the person who comes with Adam. So for some reason, Adam can't make the meeting. Aaron shows up and anything that Aaron says or does is seen as representing Adam so that Adam is still there in spirit. Number two, because Aaron is there with Adam and Aaron is in active listening mode versus listen to respond mode, Aaron catches things that Adam might not and becomes a great debriefing partner for Adam both before and after the meeting, making both of their participation more effective. So you have your you have your leaders, your participants, and your seconds. The fourth group are the observers. These are the people who want to come to the meeting just so they can be on the same page. They don't necessarily have a speaking role. And sometimes when you go around the table and make sure everybody's voice is heard, they actually get annoyed by it because they don't want to speak. They just want to listen. This is particularly true on conference calls. So first of all, identify those roles and see who's who in your meeting. Second, everybody who's a participant, no more or rather no sooner than or actually no later than, so it's either 48 hours or more than 48 hours before, but by the 48 hour mark, they need to submit in a place where everybody who's a participant and a leader can read three mm -hmm. items. Mm -hmm. What they're working on and what their updates are, what questions they have or support they need from the group, and what ideas and innovations they have to move the, the organization forward. So the idea is, is there is no time spent on listening people talk about what they're doing because that can be written down and candidly, that's just people blabbing, right? So now we get straight to the point where we're asking support of each other and offering innovational guidance for each other. So what has happened is instead of it being listening to people talk and staring at your watch and boy i have about a hundred thousand other things that we better use as my time than have my day dragged out by this stupid fucking bullshit meeting now what has happened it's become a mastermind yeah you're getting something done <laughs> yeah 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 did you see how i made such a dramatic shift from dropping uh dropping a little f-bomb there to show what often goes through the real person's mind when they're in a stupid meeting that makes no sense and isn't actually getting anything done versus 
we've now shifted this so the entire time spent by the people in the room is in a mastermind exercise. Do you think that gets people to lean in? Do you think that gets people excited about the meeting? Do you think that gets them wanting to come to the meeting because they know that they're going to walk away from that meeting in a better place than they were when they entered it? Well, the preparation on the front end helps more than anything, right? And that's yeah. what masterminds do is creating that framework. I mentioned earlier, Dave Ramsey, Dave's one yeah. of my big friends and has been for almost 30 years. Good guy. And uh, so Dave and I've been together since he was by himself, like one radio station here in Nashville. So I sponsored his show for 21 consecutive years. So we've been together a long time. Well, in his, you know, he's got a thousand employees now. And so they meet every morning and they stand up and there's no coffee pots and there's no pizza. He said, we're not going to be in here long enough because what we're going to cover are what are you working on? What are your needs and how can we help you with innovation? Right. Those are the things that we're going to do. And it's the same framework, right? It's what you're saying. And so, Somewhere, yeah. And, and you know what else you stand up, there's no sitting down. We're not going to be in here long enough to sit down. We're going to talk through these things and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Well, that's why he's growing at a rate of about 20 people every 30 days that they're hiring and they're growing at a rate that they can, they're on 800 radio stations now. And it's yeah. because they're very efficient and effective. Well, that's the kind of folks that I've been around, right? To grow our businesses. And I like where you're going with this because now we're going to get something done. We're going to hold you accountable. We're going to ask you what it is you're working on. We're going to, offer the needs. We're going to give you the innovation and then we're going to hold you accountable next week for what we told you to do this week. Yes. Right? Yeah. And let me, and let me show you the mastermind principle in action. Aaron, I have been sharing that formula for 16 years. I have been using that formula for meetings that I've been in charge of and meetings for clients of mine where I've been helping them use minimalism to achieve maximum results. I've been doing that for about 16 years as well. And all that time, and I've also included that formula in my international Amazon best-selling book. I've written articles about it. I've done speeches about it. And all that time and all those different modalities to which I've shared that formula, until I spoke with you today, I, it never occurred to me to apply the term mastermind to what that means. 100%. Iron is. sharpening iron is what you just saw in real time. Yeah. It works. This thing, yeah. this principle works. What you've been teaching for 16 years, it works. And identifying who the facilitators are and the leaders or the participants. I love your seconds. I love that because then there's another set of eyes. They got a different perspective. And when you do debrief, they can say, hey, I caught this. Did you? No, I didn't. I missed that. I'm glad you were there. And then the observers, because then you're mentoring. So you've got people right. in the room then that you're the, you know, they're the mentee, you're the mentor. And so they're learning as they go. It's like a buddy of mine told this young man, he's about 22 years old. He said, they're asking you to be on this team of people. He said, I want to give you one piece of advice. He said, sure. He said, keep your mouth shut. He said, you don't need to say anything. You need to be an observer. You need to learn. Yes. People are smarter than you and you need to learn. You'll have your opportunity to talk. It's just not now. So sit over there and observe. And it paid huge dividends. He's a very successful young man today. Yeah, you know, I, um, uh, the, part of what inspired me to come up with uh, leaders, participants, seconds, and observers is when I was a member of a work group two years ago, and actually my role in these weekly um, conference calls could best be defined as a second. Um, I was there with my clients 
And basically, I was there uh, so I could be on the same page with what was being said in the meetings. And so you'd have the facilitator who would go around and they would repeatedly call on me to ask me if I had anything to add or uh, they would ask me for status updates and uh, I would give answers like no or I don't have one. And I would, that, those would be my answers. No, I don't have one. And then there would be the silence right. over the group like what? Because they were expecting me to yeah, find, a, find a way to say, give a one-word answer um, in four paragraphs, right? Or right. to have something to say when I, or or if I didn't have anything to say, to come up with something that sounds like business speak, so that I didn't look like an idiot or whatever, or somebody who was uninformed. But yeah, I just said, no, I have no update. No, I have nothing to add. And what I discovered for myself through that process was that. Really, I have nothing to say here. My best contribution to this project is not me speaking in a meeting. In fact, I'm only here in this meeting at my own request just so that I can hear what was being said. doesn't mean I have anything to say. And if there's any update to be given, it's actually to be given by my clients. Because right. I'm not in charge of anything here. Right. Yeah, it's better to remain silent and appear to be stupid than to open your mouth and relieve all that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so I'm with you. You don't need to do that. You know, some of the other things in the mastermind playbook that we've yeah. created, it really helps you discover your why that you're even building it. And you've got to determine that. And we walk you through that step by step. We really help you create your ideal audience too. It's kind of the focus of the mastermind. Some people that we train to do this with are industry specific, like architects, for example. We have one gentleman that's an architect and he's assembled groups of people that they come together and the primary reason is to talk about being great architects. We help you really create your programming. We create that right content mix to help you deliver the ultimate mastermind experience. And so you don't have to think through this anymore. We help you to do that. A lot of people say, I don't even know how to fill a mastermind. You know what, Adam? People let's are, get, Yeah, let's do that next. That's actually yeah. my next question, which is finish what you're saying. And yeah, then let just, me submit my question right now, which is how do you fill it? Well, that's the thing that most people are afraid of. And the thing is, is that we teach you in the Mastermind Playbook to do that. Very simple analogy uh, that we've used would be to take a look at your uh, phone and go through your contacts. And you don't realize how many people you know until you really start discovering and just say, hey, Billy might be interested. Susie might be interested. So start listing those people that may be a good fit, just people that you know casually. Then you turn around and you do the same thing on LinkedIn. And then you turn around and do the same thing on Facebook. And then you turn around and do the same thing on Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter. And you don't realize how many people that you know. And I started looking at this one day. I have tens of thousands of connections when I add them together. A lot of you don't have that many, but I promise you, you have hundreds. Well, here's the cool part. Here's the, the best part of all. If you want a six-figure business, you only need 20 people. And people are like, what? What are you saying? The average price, not the upper end, not the lower, but the average price to be in a mastermind is $500. And you've got two groups now of 20 people. That's a six-figure business, right? Yep, that's a hundred right. plus thousand dollar business that requires you to coach, to help, to train, to mastermind one hour a week 
And then you do the other things that you've got to do to continue to promote. It is a great add-on. And even for some people, if you want to take it to the level I have, we've got 15 groups. Now we've got a seven-figure business, not a six-figure business. And we started this six years ago. And you're like, hey, I'd like to have a seven-figure business in a six-year period. Well, how would you like to have a six-figure business in 45 days? And that is something that you can do, no question about it. We've got too many people testifying to the fact. We had one guy that was a beta tester that had his group full before he got through beta testing the playbook. And this stuff just works if you've got the framework. Well, shoot, I might have to buy your book. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, it's uh, the Mastermind Playbook is an online course. It's hosted on oh. Kajabi, and we walk you through. There's 30 professional videos. There's 90 tools and templates that we walk you through every single thing, how to start, scale, and grow your mastermind. Okay, perfect. And, um, you know, and I do encourage people to check that out uh, because when resources like that are available, don't let them pass you by. So, first of all, I want to – extend to you my appreciation for basically saying what a lot of other people say. Uh, they're always asking, what is the magic for getting new clients? What is the, you know, how do we, how do we get more buyers? How do we get more clients? How do we get more people in our mastermind? And if you're, and if you're any kind of person, basically, uh, you already have a bunch of connections because you've sure. probably been to a few events. You, you know a few influencers and it's not hard to reach out to people in your list. Um, yeah, I have a formula and I use this whenever I'm doing beta tests of lines in my own business is I'll just say, hey, I, I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. I don't know if you saw my, my post the other day um, about uh, this new venture where I summarize it in seven words or less. I was just wondering, um, how do I, can I get on your calendar for 15 minutes just to run it by you and get your thoughts? Sure. That, and that, and, that, and, that, and that's, a, that's an important phrase right there. Can I get on your calendar? Mm-hmm. What that shows is you respect that the other person is themselves a high-level person who's very busy, who appreciates time management, and treats all of their interactions and all their connections very importantly. So instead of saying, hey, you got a sec? Or, um, hey, can you give me a call? No, it's like, how can I get on your calendar? Right. And then I say, for 15 minutes... So I'm showing I'm not going to take up hours and hours and hours to run it by you and get your thoughts. Well, heck, who the hell out there isn't going to say, hey, I'll take a 15-minute call with them and I'll put some reciprocity in the bank if nothing else. Here's the other thing to do, just a little tip uh, for your listeners, is that always give them permission to say no. Yeah. Because that makes them want to do it even more. Now they're going, this dude really respects me. Say, listen, Adam, I'd love to get on your calendar for 15 minutes. I know you're really busy with business Uh creators radio show. And if you would allow me 15 minutes, but listen, if you can't, I totally understand because I know how busy you are. You've given them an out and they're going to say yes, because you gave them an out. Oh, I, you know what? I understand that perfectly. And I can see listening to it again for our listeners masterminding right in front of you masterminding um Aaron and I are masterminding here because this is making me better iron sharpening iron hearing you say that I understand I felt viscerally I felt in my heart and in my mind that I wanted to help you even more because you gave me that out let me give you a couple so, other little tips yeah, I know yeah, we're, so, yeah, we're so, ending yeah, so, yeah, so I'm going to incorporate that in some of my work. Yeah. Give us a couple other tips. Yeah, a couple tonight. other things One that other we do. One other important question to ask you. Go ahead. Well, okay. 
the other thing when you're reaching out to people and I do this daily and I do it month after month, year after year is send a video invite. Just take your cell phone, yep. throw it up before you and go, Hey, Adam, Aaron Walker here, president and founder of View from the top, man. I love business creators radio show. You are crushing it. I've got this new product called the mastermind playbook. And if you would allow me 15 minutes to get on your calendar, I know you're really busy. And if you can't, I totally get it, but man, I would love to talk to you. Do you realize that when I use video, my success rate is 99%. I don't know that yeah. I've ever sent an invitation that they said no, because they see you smiling. You're taking the time to listen, it's a lot easier than sending an email. It's a lot yeah. more personable and you text it to their cell phone and they're going to open a text. They may not open an email. They're going to open a text and you send it to them. And they're like, man, this guy's really serious. He's even shot me a video. We do references, recommendations, testimonials. We do yeah. thank you. Just like, Hey Adam, thank you for having me on your show today. We do those video is something that people don't like to see themselves, but it's the most effective tool in your toolbox. Let me build you up a little bit further. We actually covered this topic here on Business Creators Radio Show a few months ago when cool. we had Ethan Butte of BombBomb. That's cool. BombBomb.com, yeah. which sounds like you've heard of. Yeah. So we have covered this. Yeah, I think it's something Good. that I'm implementing in one of my own streams of business uh, that, we're, that we're getting into here in, uh, in, in this year. Good so for you. uh, you're absolutely correct about that and so basically you're shooting a very short video where you're saying exactly that so when they open yep. up their email if you're sending it by email they're going to see your face sure. if you're sending it through uh text uh we know the texting has about a 97 percent open rate i'm one of the three percent because whenever i'm a lot of times when I'm out or I'm sitting somewhere outside of my home, I may look like one of those people that's thumbing at my phone all the time. It's If I'm doing that, it's because there's usually some sort of something live with either my business or my client's business where I'm sure. tracking it or I'm catching up on some reading using my Kindle reader. Mm. So that's usually what I'm doing there. I'm not really texting at all. So if you try and text me and I'm at home, I won't see it until I go out. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, that being said, you can take the same principle and you can go to messenger. People ask Absolutely. me all the time, uh, Hey man, uh, can I have your cell phone number? And I say no, because, uh, you can get my toll free number and that's my locator. So you call the toll free number, punch in the extension, say your name, that'll ring my Skype. That'll ring my yep. cellular phone. That'll ring the app I have on the, the two smartphones I have that aren't connected to data networks. I have a total of three smartphones, two of which are not on data networks. It'll ring all those. And if I were to say, um, you know, take off and spend uh, two months in Dubrovnik, just immersing myself in Croatian culture for whatever reason, I can have that same number forwarded to wherever my landline is in Dubrovnik so that you don't have to know a different number. Now I don't have to deal with international fees. Yeah, that's so, a great you know, tip. So, so point is, you don't need my cell phone number. You sure. need to get in it. And then they'll say, but what if, I want, what if I need to text you? I say, well, you don't need to text me at all. But if you are a person who prefers to communicate via typing, then you can add me on Facebook or add me on LinkedIn. And I use those messengers, which will alert me and allow me to have the same conversation no matter what device I'm on because right. I can use them on any device without having to install an app. Mm, love it. Yeah, so I so basically I take some of my own preferences and I use it to make it actually easier and make me actually more accessible. So when I say, no, you can't have my cell phone number, no, you can't text me, 
it's not because I don't want to speak with you. It's actually because there are easier ways for us. Better to ways. Yeah. Exactly. No doubt. I mean, and if I, if I were to say to you, Aaron, no, you can't have my cell phone number, but Facebook Messenger me, whatever. You're on Facebook, aren't you? Yes. How's, so how's that a hardship? It's not. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, now, that, so we have about, um, we have about, wow, wow, 10 minutes left here. And I do want to ask one more very sure. important question, if you'll let me. We ended up covering a lot of your stuff, which is great. Um, how do you sort through all these contacts you have, all these people you interview on your podcast or what have you, to identify the best ones to be in your mastermind? And how do you facilitate that conversation to allow the tire kickers to quickly excuse themselves to go sure. kick tires somewhere else? Great and question. allow the people who are serious about it to go move forward with you in the conversation towards the transaction? Great question. First of all, we have an application and we even include a copy of the application in the mastermind playbook right. so that you don't have to you know, reinvent the wheel. We've already done it, but that eliminates the tire kickers. You fill out this application just because you got the money and the interest, that doesn't mean you're going to get in. And even once you get in, if you don't participate, we ask you to leave. And I'll tell you why, because Adam is paying great money to be in the mastermind group. And if you don't show up, you're cheating Adam right? He's paying money to be in this group. And if you're not going to show up, we don't want you to participate. So it's a very lengthy process. And there's an interview process that everyone that joins my mastermind group, we interview at length. You have to give us all the data, all the goals, all the family history. We ask you everything. And we sift through that and go, you, I had a guy recently and I won't call his name because many of you would know who he was. Right. And he filled out an application and he knew he was a slam dunk, right? Because of who he was. And I turned him down and he goes, I don't get it. And I said, well, to be honest with you, do you want me to be honest? And he said, no, I want you to be honest. I said, you didn't say a single thing about what you were going to bring to the table. We're looking for givers, not takers. The only thing you asked was the average income of the guys in the group, who they were, who they were going to introduce you to. You're a taker. And we don't invite takers. We want givers because if you give the natural reciprocity, everyone's going to want to help you if you're giving. So now what we've done is built a community of givers, right? And we find that out with the application process. That's how we get rid of people that think they're something that they're really not, or we get rid of people that are really not sincere. We're looking for people that's going to get it done. We're not looking for people to hang out and just say, I'm in this mastermind group. We have over 90% attendance to the live event from eight countries, okay? We have over 90% attendance to the weekly calls because if you don't, I'm going to ask you to leave. Right. Is, we're serious. So that's how we go through. So we go through our contacts. We talk to people quite honestly. I've done a lot of podcast interviews and we've done a lot of social media now. I don't have to go look for them as much anymore. They are finding us because our mastermind participants are getting so much value. They're inviting their friends. So you have this snowball effect to you reach a critical mass. And when you reach that critical mass, they are your best marketers because they're getting value. So they're going to tell their buddies and their friends and their colleagues and their peers because they're getting value. 
And so what you've got to do is to get that inertia going. You got to get the first group or two. But once you do that, they start finding you. But the initial stages, you want to go through, listen, when you're with somebody an hour every week, month after month, year after year, and we've had same 10 people meeting for six years in the same group, you spend a lot of time with them. You want to like them. You want to be sure that they're going to give and give and give, and they're going to help and participate. So this interview, listen, when I first started, if you had the money, we didn't do the application, you were in. Well, I want to tell you, that was a headache. And what I found out quickly was, is it's a lot easier to vet them on the front end than it is to get rid of them. And yeah. so really go through this process that I'm telling you, take your time, get great people in. Our churn rate is in single digits annually. We have 150 wow. people, single digits annually. Wow. Because we add value and we vet them at the beginning. We tell them exactly what the expectations are. We tell them exactly what they're going to get. That way there's no misunderstanding. I think one of the best I've seen is about 20% up until now. And, you know, there's one other thing I want to just say very quickly. And I hear people say they're going to do this um, where they say, well, yeah, I need to join that mastermind because I think there'll be a lot of great people in there. I can get clients. Yeah, that's not the right attitude to join. Uh, yeah, you, you know, um, you know, I um, there's a mastermind that I've belonged to, a great mastermind, and I had a great relationship with the person who ran the mastermind, and they would uh, refer members of the mastermind to me to become my clients. And what would happen is, I would be in a situation where, okay, I'm going to be completely candid about this, and I think every honest business creator and entrepreneur has been there. Have you ever been in a place where you just need to say? God, I hate my business and all my customers suck. <laughs> you know, you know that you know that every so often you need sure. to be in that place right. because that's the breakdown that comes right before the breakthrough where right. you fall in love with your business again. You fall in love with your customers sure. again and you end up taking it to the next level. It's like the springboard pretty much. Right. Like, a, right. like a trampoline. You need to go there sometimes right. so you can process that stuff out. Well, how the hell are you supposed to process that when you're in a mastermind and half the people are your clients and half the people are your prospects? And if you start talking about all this stuff you want to do with your business while all your paying clients are in that same room, how does that make them feel you might cancel the thing they're paying for? Yeah. 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 I mean, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah. So I did have to go to this guy and I said, I really am so honored you're helping me support my business. And I want you to continue doing that. And I'm also going to continue to support you. I'm going to continue telling people how great you are and how they should check out your mastermind, your events, your products, your services. But I was wondering if we could uh, scale back the referrals from within your mastermind because I need a place where I can mastermind. Yeah. Where you can be vulnerable and transparent and authentic, right? And there's days that we all need to do that. We need a safe place. And if you don't invest the time now to build those relationships, when it's time for you to spill your guts, you can't because you got nobody to invest in. And so that's the reason, even if things are going great for you right now, you need to surround yourself because you are, as Jim Rohn says, the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you need to get these people around you that will tell you uh, in the uncertain terms, hey, your breath stinks. (laughs) Oh, we need (laughs) this, right? We need to get this thing fixed. Or we need, we had one guy come recently and he put together a course and he presented it to us. Adam, it was terrible. The, 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 the lines were bad. It was elementary done. And we told him and he fixed it and it was a hit. It was a success after that. If he had launched this thing with nobody to look at it, he thought it looked great and it looked terrible. And so I'm just saying, you've got to have that freedom 
you've got to have that place that you just go, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm at a place I just don't know. And then people surround you and they help you. The other thing is, it's just that isolation piece. Isolation is terrible, man. It'll kill you. And you've just got to have people that'll give you those resources, those recommendations, help you take your business to the next level. It's a safe place for you to talk. So obviously you can tell I'm very passionate. Yeah. About, I don't know where I would be today if I hadn't had a mastermind group for 20 years. I don't know where I would be today. I don't know, I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't been participating in mastermind groups for 10 years. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be as far along as you are now. I can, oh, I can, t- I, I can tell you that. I can I could tell stories all day long. But we, unfortunately, and although I think you and I, with our brilliance and our passion, we could keep this going for about another two hours. Uh-huh, yeah, but we can't. We're out of time. And We're I know. pretty much out of time, but I want to pause it here because I want to give you a minute or so because yeah. we have folks at this point who I know are still leaning in and they're saying, Hey, I kind of like the cut of that Aaron Walker's jib. I'd like to find out a little bit more about how he can help me and how I can engage with him. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Two places that you can go. If you really are interested in joining a mastermind, you're like, I don't want to start my own. You can contact us at viewfromthetop.com. So I'd love for you to go there. But if you want to start your own mastermind group and you want to do exactly what I'm talking about, you can go to themastermindplaybook.com forward slash Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Themastermindplaybook.com forward slash Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Either of those two places, and listen, I'm really easy to find. You can Google Aaron Walker in Google, and I'm really accessible. I've really made myself available. We've been doing this a long, long time. I can help take you there and teach you how to do your own, or you can get involved in one of our groups. We'd love to have you. All right. So Aaron Walker, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and education. And as I like to say, if you're not mastering, if you're not masterminding, you're not mastering your mind. So I want to thank you for helping me master my mind today. You're awesome, buddy. Thanks, Adam. Have a good one. We'll see. All right. All right. So we trust that everybody you've enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Till next time, have a great day. Take care.